shirt here the other day. That was that was nice. Yeah, I think you're telling me about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know that's right. I did message you about that. I forgot we were chatting a little bit. Or no, yeah, it wasn't even just the. Uh, I think it was even I was on that Discord call with you and uh, my boyfriend the other night. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you sent me the design. It looked pretty decent. Oh man, it looks so. Oh, I love it. It's really nice. Um, it's actually quite comfortable now that I have it. It's the second shirt I've ordered from Stay Cold and they're they i don't know the fabric they use for it it's it's comfortable but it feels quite sturdy i like it okay um it's a dope design too big fucking goat demon shit it's pretty rad uh i i'm quite a fan um but yeah no it was just it was fun because like i don't know it's nice when you order stuff and then like if just like once it finally arrives and you finally get it because you have it's not like when you buy stuff at a store right you just have the instant gratification of you just have it you have this like period of like waiting for the thing and anticipating it because you know it's coming but you have to like just wait this indeterminate amount of time before it'll actually like arrive on your doorstep and you'll be all good uh so it's when it get when it finally shows up especially when you're not like necessarily expecting it to show up that day and it's like oh shit it's here man it's pretty good uh that kind of reminds me of um i don't know if this has ever happened to you but one time i ordered a leather jacket online and it took like it took its sweet ass time coming in like months and months went by Ooh. so at a point at at that point i was like okay it got lost in the mail or, or something and something went wrong so i Ooh. sent so I sent something into the uh, like website of the company saying, hey, my jacket never showed up, like blah, blah, blah. And, I was, and they're like, oh, OK, that's fine. Here's a refund for your jacket. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Literally the next day, guess what shows up? Oh, shit. Wow. The damn jacket. I felt like such a piece of shit because obviously like I well, didn't mean to do it. But like at the same time, it's well, like, yeah, OK. No, I mean, you. you're not shitty for that at all. I mean, like you know it took like forever for it to finally show up like you waited like a long time by the sounds of it like that's you know most shipping is like you know maybe a few weeks i mean like obviously some delays are expected especially you know currently with everything going on in oh, the yeah. world but yeah i mean you're i don't think you're being unreasonable or anything like that uh i certainly wouldn't say that um what I would say, though, and I do want to get that out there before too long. This is episode 56 of Balcony Banter. Oh, I am. Yeah. Welcome back. It's a party. We don't have it's just us two boys again this week. Uh, no guests. Everyone is on vacation, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a good answer, but it's, uh, the gra it's Groundhog Holiday weekend. Everyone's partying. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing really people don't no, like party for, party for I mean, groundhog day i mean there's probably some people out there who are like we it's just to get drunk i don't who know do you, okay first of all i'm i'm big b just for those of you who haven't uh, listened before and i'm bees yeah and we on this show like to hang out and chill and just shoot the shit for a bit it's that friday vibe Anytime you want to listen to it, you just pop it on, chill with your buds. Now, man, <laughs> I I don't know if that was a good intro, but we're going to roll with it. Um, what I do know, though, is that, man, I, this was a week for me. 
<laughs> I feel like I say that I feel like there's like a lot of weeks where I've said that where you've recorded, but the, this was definitely one of them. Uh, it's just busy shit more than anything, though. There's not really a whole lot to it to to sort of lead off from. But uh, well, OK, I did have one really bad experience. OK, there was one experience this week. I There is one thing that happened I can oh, talk okay. about. Oh, OK, well, you got to tell us about that. Then. It's probably one of the worst things that happened all week, if I'm being completely honest, just oh. because of how much it kind of fucking sucked. Um, but at the same time, when I think back on it, it really wasn't that bad. It, it was more when I had the realization of what had occurred uh there there was a moment of pain and then it was like the realization made it like a lot worse than the pain actually was surprisingly but anyways i had a fork because i was gonna eat dinner uh but i noticed there was something on the back of it and i thought it was like something that had like kind of gotten stuck to it because we were just doing the dishes and shit and i thought i was like oh fuck i must have missed something so i went to scratch off this thing that was on there and basically when i scratched my fingernail down after the first couple tries suddenly there is a piercing bit of fucking pain shooting up my finger okay and i look and i as i realized after it wasn't that there was something stuck to the fork it's that a part of the metal outer coating of it had like cracked and was like starting to kind of rust off a little bit and when I scratched, I accidentally brought it up and loose. So there was then became a sharp shard of metal. And uh, the very next time I brought my fingernail. Yeah. And it, it stabbed like up under the fingernail. Oh, yeah, that, that, that would hurt. <laughs> oh, I felt that. And then there I looked and there was just it bleeding out. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I, what the I was like, what the fuck happened? Like what? I was like, I. Again, I thought it was something completely different than what it actually was. So I was really fucking confused for a moment as to like what the fuck it was that was stuck to this fork that fucking stabbed me. <laughs> but then when I took a closer inspection, I realized like, oh, yeah, I was very wrong about what this was. Oh, uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that, that would hurt quite a bit. Yeah, it wasn't great. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> you know, my boyfriend was asking me if I was good and I basically come over I'm like yeah you want to know what happened you're gonna fucking cringe as soon as I tell you oh man yeah it's it's one of those things you think about right like just the, the very thought of it like like even retelling this now just thinking about it kind of like made me cringe a little bit oh uh, I hate it when, the, when you're in those situations too yeah it's like Oh, you think you're doing something right, but it all it just turns out to be, oh no, this is a grave mistake that I have made upon myself. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been more than a few times, even even a couple times this past week, really, that situation included, uh, where I had was had gone into a situation very confident in my actions and then was like just routinely just disproven in that <laughs> you i was not prepared and shit was harder <laughs> than i thought it was going to be or just wound up being more painful uh very literally in the sense of the fork um well it sucks because like not only was it like a small piece of metal so like it's firm like thin and sharp it went right in a really sensitive area underneath the freaking fingernail 
one of the most oh. vulnerable one of the most vulnerable spots yeah uh, uh, god i've heard of like people who like just don't have like certain nails like on their like i cannot imagine what that must be like like is it super does it st- it must not stay that tender if you don't have like a toenail or something right like it must eventually uh, like become calloused i guess probably i'd imagine uh, i don't know i feel like that'd be uncomfortable like just imagine like you woke up and just like your name like one of your toenails was just gone yeah just like the whole the bed and nail everything you're just what the hell like what what would you what would you do no like and i want to know like for real bees what would you do i mean i'd probably freak out and like if it's more maybe look for the nail i imagine Looker, so okay you're telling i guess that makes sense in a certain way but like i feel like if i woke up and i looked down at my foot and just one of my toenails was just clean gone like no blood nothing like that like no injury like no noticeable wounds just that the toenail was just perfectly gone i i feel like i don't know like yeah i guess there's a part of me that would probably like try to look for it like i, I suppose it's a natural instinct but like at the same time, I can't help but feel like I'd be more worried about, like, wh- how the fuck did that happen? How the fuck did I not notice? Yeah, At what point did this happen? Who's stealing my nails over here? Like, like this would be the point where, like, I'm starting to worry that there's, like, ghosts or some shit, like, coming in and just, like, eating my toenails off my feet somehow. I mean, I have had dreams before where, like, I feel like I've woken up in the dream. And like went about my day as normal, <laughs> and but then I realized, oh wait, something critical is just missing or out of place. Yeah, no, dreams are. I don't know. It's a weird vibe. Like, uh, it's it really is strange because there's. I was having a conversation with somebody about this recently, actually, because uh, I might be uh, with the boyfriend here this weekend um, watching a movie called Mulholland Drive. You heard of that, uh, bees? I've heard the name, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah, it's by it's directed by David Lynch, which if you know anything about David Lynch's films, that should tell you a lot. I mean, he he created a um not Twilight Zone. Why the fuck is that the name coming to my mind? Uh, Twin Peaks, um, and uh, he created that show, which is well known for being kind of a weird, like very mysterious, kind of surreal experience. Um, that's very much David Lynch's whole brand, especially the surreal elements. But Mulholland Drive is a movie that deals a lot with like kind of, or I guess it presents itself, I should say, rather in a very like dreamlike kind of way. Like things are very surreal and things sort of just happen and characters just kind of react and move through scenes, but none of it really makes any sense it, it's all very it's very fluid and it's very kind of like hazy and mysterious and none of it's like so weird that you can't like quite make heads or tails of it but none of it really adds up to anything that makes any kind of coherent sense that sort of thing it, it mimics sort of the vibe of being in a dream but because that's like really what it's like like it's just you're in these scenes moving throughout them and then it's just none of it really makes sense but when you're there in the dream like you just you kind of go with it right oh yeah when you're of course yeah in the dream uh you're thinking oh i mean you're this is just my world now i gotta go with it so um, (laughs) yeah unless you like know you're loose like you know you're dreaming yeah typically just go with it 
Oh, lucid dreaming, I think you were going to say. Yeah, lucid. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's an, it'd be an interesting concept. I've never been able, I guess, to like lucid dream necessarily. Or There was like maybe one time I can remember where I think I had ever kind of realized I was in a dream. I never really remember my dreams to begin with, though, so... Like I sometimes like very immediately after I wake up, I'll have like some memories, but it usually never stays much beyond that. And um, even then, it's like a lot of times it's more just kind of like the emotional vibe of it, sort of, If especially if it was like a particularly like weird or deep dream when I've been like woken up by my like alarm uh, and I haven't just like woken up naturally that sort of deal. It's uh, I find it kind of lingers then, but I don't know. It's. I always find they're super weird though, and they're that kind of weird surreal shit that I was that like we've been talking about. Uh for sure, yeah. Cause oh, dreaming is just like so weird. Cause uh you see all this stuff on TV, you hear all this talk, it's like, oh, every dream has a meaning. Everything is everything you dream is so deep. Meanwhile, half the time your dreams are just garbled nonsense. And you're like, how does how does this have any deep meaning? Yeah, other than other than dreams, really, just not really a whole lot of new stuff going on. You had any interesting dreams lately? Uh, not lately. I mean, I do remember a dream I had last night. I I was like at oh. like at like a I don't know if it was like my high school or whatever, but I remember like I was at like this talent show, and like okay. I I was on stage with like I guess my band, and then all of a sudden like everyone apparently forgot the song we were supposed to do <laughs> okay so i'm just sitting there making stuff up and it, and it was just i remember being like absolutely like horrified like oh wow this is just this is just going awful and then i do remember saying like oh wait this i think this is a dream isn't it i'm okay i'm just gonna wake up then and i do remember like actually like making myself wake up so that was pretty cool awesome huh it's interesting but yeah, no, no, like weird or crazy dreams, though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, as I said, I don't really remember mine, so I wish I could follow it up with something interesting there. But I really have like nothing to kind of throw out there. Uh Well, uh, I don't know if you saw in the news, but apparently GTA Six finally got announced. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I saw Youngya had a video out about that actually. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're already well into development on that, which I'm not surprised. I imagine they had been working on it for a bit. I'm sure pre-production's been going on for a while. Like, there, oh, there was sure, never yeah. any doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're obviously working on RDR2 for a bit, and so now they're going with that. Hopefully they handle their fucking work planning a little better than they did for RDR2, because they were out when that was coming out bragging about Oh, we have people doing hundred hour work weeks, like fucking bunch of bullshit. So yeah, really. Hoping they are a little bit more chill on that this time around, but I don't necessarily trust them to be. But well, they, they certainly need to fucking do good this time, though, because uh, they needed those yeah. horse. They needed those horse ball figures. Or, so uh, stupid. It, like, yeah, but yeah. They uh, needed the textures and stuff to strength. Of course, they needed. 100 hour work weeks for that stuff like that 
Well, yeah, but they didn't need stuff like that as the problem bees. I know. <laughs> that's the thing I'm stressing. No, I know you know. I And actually, that's a thing, because one thing I did hear about RDR2, I haven't played it yet, although actually, Dingo actually bought me a copy of it for my birthday. Thank you again, by the oh, way, Dingo. That was nice of him. Give him a shout out. Uh, but uh, So I will be playing it soon. I'm very excited for that, actually, because heard the story is very good. And that was part of why I loved it with the first Red Dead a lot. Like that game, the first story of that game slaps. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, but the one thing I have heard as a big criticism is that there's a lot of very tedious bullshit because they tried to make a lot of things like overly realistic to a point where there's a lot of excess animations you have to like wait through all the time for various things. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, weird kind of overly complicated like control schemes for certain things because they're trying to make a few more real to life and stuff like that but what i've found in a lot of cases is like what it basically boils down to is just over complicating the game experience like some games yes they can be sims and some people are looking for that kind of like full sim experience but I guarantee you that's not what people really want from a game in kind of the Red Dead, like not necessarily Red Dead so much, but just the the Grand Theft Auto type, like that sort of game, I don't feel like is what people are looking for. Like you like the control scheme obviously isn't going to be like dead simple, especially for something like GTA five, right? For like all the different things you can do in that and everything. But I feel like, rockstar's game design has always like has been shifting more in that more overly complex direction for a bit and i sort of get the impression that like gta 6 might be kind of a breaking point like are they gonna i feel like the games like it's gonna be a very impressive game regardless but i feel like it might be like maybe not a breaking point so much i guess as like a turning point where like they're kind of maybe recognized a little bit differently and maybe some people approach their games a bit differently because I almost wonder if it's going to go in the direction of being like almost too like overly complex and overly like sim-like in its control scheme or I wonder if maybe RDR2 is going to teach them a lesson in that and how that was received and maybe they'll try and simplify it who knows but what do you what do you think um I'm definitely I'm very excited for GTA six, but uh, a part of me, as long as like uh, the load times aren't an hour long (laughs) per loading screen, I'm fine. I'll be fine with whatever. As long as I don't have to fucking wait for everyone. I want to play online. (laughs) I love that's your like biggest issue. And you know what? I I won't blame you for it because one, it is very bad. And two you are very consistently upset about that. <laughs> I've never seen a game such a company such as Rockstar struggle with load times. Every time we talk about GTA Online, Bees is always getting mad at the load times. Every time we're playing, got a load, and you're just getting like frustrated with it. Because and it, it's not like there super... for like five minutes, I swear. Oh, yeah. No, it's per loading like... screen. And there's like eight loading screens just to get in one mission. I don't disagree with you for sure. It's uh, it's it's rough and it's bad, and they do need to fix it. But like, even, I don't know. There's something about you getting upset about it that just <laughs> makes me chuckle for some reason. Even like the what's it called the uh, immersion. Even if they were heavily, really heavily diving into that, like you were uh, just talking about, the load times alone just break that because you're sitting there for so long 
just looking at this circle spinning. Yeah, like, that, okay, that's a, a fair point. point. That is a fair point. I um, just it, it's one of those things where like RDR two seemed, and that's like getting back to that whole thing about the horse balls, right? And <laughs> sense I didn't expect I'd be seeing tonight, but sure. Uh, so yeah, getting back to the horse balls, it like it was such a like that whole thing, right? Like it's it's pointless. It doesn't serve anything. Like it doesn't make this any better. It's it's just like it, it's. It's incredibly superfluous, I guess is really the best way to put it. Like, it, it doesn't do anything. Like, it's it's not even the cherry on top in that, like, the cherry on top, it doesn't really do a whole lot. It's a very small part, but there, there is a certain quality to it that you could describe, but you can't even do that with this. This is just, like, it, it doesn't add anything to the experience, and it just makes the game development process more complicated because now you have all these technical problems you're trying to solve and you have people and development resources on that when it could be better spent on just making an overall better game experience. Like, I don't know, most like polish is good and polish can be, it can add a lot to an experience, but that's what it should be is polish. And I feel like that's the problem. Like it's, they, they spend too many time, too much time, I should say, focusing on, all these little elements to try to make the world feel real and all these little other places, but it doesn't really add to anything. Sometimes it can be cool. Sometimes there's nice technical display there. And like, I think rockstar can be very good at that sort of thing, but I don't know. It's, I feel like the consideration of scope and making like a very good game is often kind of secondary in a lot of ways to just making like an impressive experience like visually i guess or or just really focusing on like all the extra technical polish to try to make the world seem more immersive for like where you're playing but like it doesn't really add anything you know what i mean yeah yeah i get what you mean uh, yeah, uh, I feel like that's just a big problem with like not even just Rockstar, just gaming companies as a whole. Like they just try to focus too much on like these cool, like neat things that I feel like get their name out there, get the marketing all hyped up, just oh, try yeah. and drive up sales when like they don't, marketing. they don't pull, they just don't polish the core gameplay, what really needs to be polished. Exactly. And that's, that's where it goes. Like they either do like, yeah, it's just, they either try to rush it out too quickly and it's super underbaked or it's like they get it out there, but they've spent so much time on everything else that the core gameplay just doesn't feel as good. It's the whole AAA industry just is a big issue with it right now. And things there, there have been some shining lights within that in terms of like some of the stuff coming out from like, um, like Xbox, Sony, and like Nintendo, like a lot of the exclusive releases on those systems in the past few years have been a lot better, especially the ones that have focused more on being single player experiences as much as they have tried to, you know, push this idea that single player is dead and it's all multiplayer now. Multiplayer is really, really big still. It's not like it's going anywhere, but single player still has a big market, right? But it's it's more of just that sort of stupid crap right like the same old industry bullshit but uh yeah i i don't know it, it was um yeah i don't know man well the I other joint yeah 
I'm enjoying a lot of like stuff coming out of like the indie and like mid sort of level development scene. Not like the AAA scene. Just I don't know hasn't been doing it for me as much. Oh yeah, this is but, the time for indie yeah. games to shine. Hundred percent, and then they have been, and they will. Oh, they have been too. for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I. Some ways I feel a little bit hypocritical though, because I was just talking about I'm really excited to play RDR two and I've been playing GTA five. So I don't know. Maybe we're maybe I'm just a big hypocrite. Who knows? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't think so. What do you? Uh, oh, well, you still been playing? I was gonna ask what you've been playing lately, but I know what you've been playing lately. I know you've been on that that Pex. Yeah, I've been uh, on that Apex grind with Zoo, Stu, and some of my other buddies. Zeus doing all the other dwarves. Yep. I don't they're not dwarves. I don't know why I said dwarves. <laughs> I just I don't know. I'll, I guess I was thinking of like the the seven dwarves or whatever from Snow White and how all their names rhymed, but you that thinking, doesn't really that doesn't really map with this situation, but you were thinking of Deep Rock Galactic. That's what well, you were thinking about. That's, that's also true. I do I do I do be loving that. I haven't played it in a little bit, but I should boot that up here soon. I think they got some new content uh, soon. Or no, I think it's a new season coming soon, actually. But um, yeah, the game I've been playing a lot lately has been... Uh, I, I did Cave In and Buy Earth Defense Force 5. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you were uh, showing me some gameplay the other day. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it so much. It's, it's basically EDF4, but they added enough new stuff that it doesn't feel i don't it, it feels pretty good i'm liking it the story's dumb as hell but that's the point <laughs> i'll say that up front but uh i i just remember i just remember this one fucking point where i was in the first mission and just to give you a sense of like what's going on with this you're basically in this like big secret base or sort of secret i guess it's not really secret because the whole point at the beginning is like a civilian but then the EDF base that you're like a civilian helping as like, I guess a security guard, at least for the class that I played to like basically help during this like big uh, day where the public's going to come and check out the EDF facility and stuff. And uh, sort of like a public relations thing. It just gets, they get attacked by the invading aliens, of course, as it is with every EDF game. Uh, but <laughs> as you're going out it takes an absurd amount of time for the guy you're with who's like the actual edf uh trooper to like actually accept that there's an alien invasion going on despite the like comically massive signs of like yeah there's obviously problems like the red lights are like and like the <laughs> alarms are like blaring klaxons are going off and just like tanks and giant mechs are like rolling out in this massive hallway and he's like Oh, what's going on? I, I don't know. It must just be like some sort of drill or something. <laughs> just that, just that like, classic clue. Like, like a guy I'm pretty sure literally runs behind. He's like, giant monsters are attacking. And the guy's like, whoa, what's going on with him? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> like, won't even accept that there's like a huge problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it sounds like, well, I mean, you showed me the game, so uh, I can tell I already know what it like, looks like. Uh, oh, but it sounds and looks like one of those games that, like, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but, like, that's a good thing because, like, oh, it yeah. leaves room for all this, like, fun, silly stuff, like you said, this, like, comically <laughs> uh, uh, in 
comically like ignorance of this one guy oh my god well and like they the little the just so there's the npc troopers right and the, it's it's kind of cool in game because there is actually a neat mechanic implication to this but the the troopers will like follow you around basically or they'll be around the map while you're there and while you're in a normal mission they'll like spout out voice lines and stuff when you're near them um just to try to make it seem like they're real dudes fighting a battle but they all say like it's you, you like it, it's not realistic dialogue in any sort of sense but sometimes they'll just say it like in the midst of other because they'll have voice lines that'll also come up that are like it, it's usually a lot of people like over like radio communications like talking about shit as like you're fighting through and that's usually how they kind of advance like certain plot details like there's other things happening around the world as like what's happening there is going on. So it's like suddenly there's these big new developments in the invasion, but you're only seeing like a portion of it because you're in this one battle. It, some, in some ways it does help with the experience. I'll say it adds to some of the immersion to a certain degree, uh, at, at least if you can buy into how ridiculous the whole plot is. But I watched, you know, cheesy tokusatsu shit from Japan already. So th this this was already geared like I am the target audience for this game. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so like a little later during this intro mission you're further in and trying to get out of the base because the it's full-on invasion the giant ants have broken into the building uh and you guys are trying to fight your way out and everybody's running and there's a lot of like not again not believable but very serious set trying to sound serious i guess sounding dialogue uh, going on about the guys like oh we got to get out of here we got to fight our way out hopefully we can survive and everything else and then this <laughs> among all these voices i just hear this one voice line this very like gentle voiced trooper suddenly fucking <laughs> perks up and he's like he's like joining the military is great you get a great pension <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I was like, hold on, wait, what the fuck was that? Pardon? Little later in that same mission, we're still, it's still all serious. We're still just trying to like survive fighting through hordes of ants. And this one fucking guy is just like suddenly shouts out, are you more of a soy sauce or a ketchup kind of guy? <laughs> and then this other dude seemingly responds with, you you don't have to point it out. Like, pardon <laughs> me? <laughs> Excuse me? It is, it is nice uh, when uh, like, um, game, yeah, games like that have, like, uh, yeah, that moment of silliness. <laughs> just, like, out of nowhere. Especially, yeah, when it's, like, everything's all serious, and then they just completely break character. I, I will give another great dialogue line was also that <laughs> this one was fully scripted though. This wasn't like one of the random voice lines, just kind of being very out of place and intruding on like the rest of the situation. This was like, this one was meant to be read out this way, or at least like what I'll say, I guess, before I proceed, I, and just to kind of explain where some of the weirdness is, I think just because I think it's, I want to be fair to the original developers. I don't think some of it is necessarily how the dialogue was written in Japanese and the original Japanese script. Some of it's definitely there. I'm pretty sure it's definitely pretty cheesy. It's not. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And part of that even is just because of the source material that they're essentially like riffing off of in a lot of ways. But I do believe 
there's two things with the North American dub of the game, and that is basically a the translation of the script. I think was very and has generally always been very cheaply done, <laughs> and the voice acting I believe is probably somewhat similar. <laughs> and in that they, I don't believe, put a lot of money or work into it, or probably cared about it that much. They probably don't get like the biggest sales outside of Japan, anyways. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do, but. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's rough but i feel like some of it's just it, how they translated it because i feel like some of the translations are probably a bit too literal but also other things it's just the voice acting is really bad but basically there's this point where these group of troopers are trying to convince you to join the edf because you're still technically a civilian at this point and the one guy's like yeah you should join the army it's all or like join the edf it's awesome being a soldier and then the one dude's like they're they're talking about like oh yeah you get the pension whatever and then the one guy's like yeah but i think you'll be a little disappointed by the death gratuity and i'm like <laughs> okay i get that's supposed to be kind of like a, a a goofy joke whatever but i do like that it was ba- these guys whole pitch was basically like yeah you should join the army it's pretty great oh yeah you're probably definitely gonna die though <laughs> good good luck good good luck yeah oh my god yeah because a lot of the initial game you're fighting the big bugs that you're normally fighting but then they introduce this new enemy type which is uh (laughs) the the aliens uh which you would probably think the giant insects are the aliens but they are the monsters and there's a very careful distinction there between the two and how they refer to them in dialogue but (laughs) The aliens, as they are, are basically giant humanoid frogs that run around with giant laser cannons trying to fuck you up. Uh, And they're pretty wild. They're pretty nuts. I like them quite a bit. Um, But there is uh, one really great thing dialogue related with them in particular. uh, And I had heard about this before playing this from Stu, actually. Uh, Because he has other friends who are also into EDF, but (laughs) it's become a very big meme with EDF5 in particular with these guys, uh, because they were new for this game, I believe. And uh, the whole thing is that when they first show up, uh, the first description here of them is that they're humanoid. And uh, like basically that they're like bipedal and they can speak and that they have like eyes and ears and uh, they, they, they can walk around, they use tools and stuff. And uh, then they show up and they're giant frogmen. <laughs> and then the EDF soldiers start blurting out on the voice lines, Oh no, I can't do it. I can't shoot him. He looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. They look too much like us. Oh uh, god, just I can't, like uh, us. I can't do it. And this is one of those places, and this is why I brought up the whole thing about the translations, because I believe what this was meant to mean is that they're like they're too much like us, like they're too they're too human like, like they're too they they seem like like normal like like it's still a little weird because they're obviously not anything like us, and they're clearly extremely hostile because they shoot everything on sight, uh, and are just trying to murder humans. Yeah, like there's yeah, there, there's no wedding events. It's funny um, how. Like, I would love to know what, um, what's the word? How many people, like, when they're translating stuff for, like, whether it be video games, movies, TV shows, commercials, whatever, uh, when they're translating, 
who takes the time to like actually properly translate or who just goes to google translate copy paste yeah just uses that because i i think it was probably like an overly literal translation because it sounds like like what they were going for was more like they're very human like and like it's still like i said a little bit weird i don't think it's like the best writing but i I can see where they're coming from and i feel like it would make more sense if it was just worded a little bit differently and i feel like that might have been a translation thing but still very hilarious (laughs) uh it's part of the whole joy of this um man that i'll say though you play the wing diver class in this one man if i thought the outfit was a little skimpy in the fucking 4.1 my god it's very bad in five (laughs) holy shit that was another thing with this game because the wing diver class is probably my favorite but man it, it is definitely made for a very certain type of gamer uh i like the class because it's very fast and agile and i don't mind playing like i i don't know i don't mind playing like the uh, more sort of like cute girl character sometimes that's fine uh and that's essentially kind of what she's sort of is well not so much cute i guess they, they, a lot of their voice lines and, and how they sort of present themselves is actually very tough but uh <laughs> the wing divers are like it's an all-female unit that's the whole thing right and there are they get to use these big jet packs and fly around and uh use crazy laser guns and it's very fun to play for that reason because they're very powerful but they're very light on defense but they're also very agile uh but it's it's a particular balance you have to play with how they work in terms of the play style i like it quite a bit but man you see the one in in five she's basically flying around in lingerie it's pretty bad damn (laughs) it's uh yeah i don't know man uh every time i'm playing it i'm like man this it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like this is very fun and i like this but i feel like if anyone saw me playing as this character they'd think it was for a completely different reason (laughs) but i mean you know that's that's sometimes you got to do what you got to do i guess yeah you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes sometimes you just you gotta look at hella ass while you jet around shooting (laughs) giant spiders Man, that's the one thing that always fucking creeped me out with that, too. Sometimes there's underground missions, and you have to use a big flashlight, and then out of nowhere, giant fucking tarantula just lands in front of you with, like, a big flashlight in the dark, just shining on its giant eyes, like, staring down at you. Yeah, it's a little spooky. A little bit. Only if you're a little scared of spiders like me, but that's... that's <laughs> that, that... Well, I'd say it's just a me problem, but I guess a fear of spiders is pretty common, so... Um, well, you know what? I suppose we better mosey on into doing some recommendations, do some shout outs. Yeah, do some good old shout outs. You, uh, you got anything to shout out, bees? Um, I guess my recommendation could be another game that I've been really loving uh, the last little bit. Oh, uh, uh, it's a new Yu-Gi-Oh game called the Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. Oh man! Oh my God! The Yu-Gi-Oh. I, this whole apartment has become Yu-Gi-Oh lately. So much <laughs> of it because of this. 
my my boyfriend's deep in on the fucking and he it's it's gotten it's gone wild because he's gotten into the Yu-Gi-Oh shit pretty hard but now he's starting to also get back into the mtg shit again so now oh, it's just magic. become like like crazy like card game it, that's it it's just it's all card games it's, yeah it's just lately. feeling the card game addiction again it's it's wild it's not bad though i i'll say i'm i'm getting a little i don't know i'm debating maybe trying to get myself back into mtg again i've always been curious about it but no go on tell I, i'll say i know a little bit about what you're going to be talking about but you do 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 tell the listeners about uh about the Yu-Gi-Oh. uh so it's a new game that's come out uh it's like it's the same concept as in Yu-Gi-Oh duel links which is another popular mobile based game that came out a few years ago uh the thing that made that game so popular is the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh duel links like basically automated everything because uh, a lot of players are uh, one of the biggest drawbacks of Yu-Gi-Oh is having to like read every single card. And when every card has like a paragraph of text, it, it, it's a long lot of reading. So it can take you out of the game, essentially. But yeah, that's that was a nice thing about Duel Links is that it automated everything. So like because uh, so, sometimes with Yu-Gi-Oh websites or whatever that doesn't automate it. Sometimes when your opponent is doing like all these crazy combos, you're thinking, was that legit? Like, I don't know if that was like a real combo or is he just like accidentally made a mistake or if he is intentionally cheating. Right. But uh, the only drawback with Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is that uh, it was only three, uh, three cards in the monster and magic and trap card zone. And okay. if you know Yu-Gi-Oh! at all, it's typically... Oh, uh, isn't that a... Isn't it the speed duel rules? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, speed okay. duel rules. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that <laughs> was a drawback. My friend did tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. So, that was a drawback of that because the fields were smaller, your life points were smaller. It was just basically more condensed Yu Gi Oh! And if you're like me, you prefer like the full thing, uh, but still automated. So, that's what's really nice about Yu Gi Oh! Master Duel is that uh, you have your full field, of not every card in the game, but like. I want to say like 80 to like 90% of all cards in the game are in that game. Uh, yeah, you have your full field. You have a lot more variety. Uh, everything's automated. So you know that everything will be legit, uh, whether it be yourself or your opponent. You just know like, yeah, it'll be legit. No, no one's breaking the rules. It's, it's just a fun time. I, I really enjoy it. And like you said, Valentine has also been really enjoying it lately. <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, he's been getting pretty deep in that set. He's been telling me lots and lots about it. He did show me his favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card the other night, though, and I will say it is pretty great. Oh, uh, and I recommend anyone who has not seen this card Google it. Uh, it's a basic monster card. There's nothing really interesting beyond it that you need to know. Uh, it's more just in the concept of what the card is, and that is Sonic Duck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sonic Duck is great. It's a picture of a duck, or at least with the card art, it's essentially just a picture of what is more or less a normal duck, a bit of a cartoon style, obviously, for you know, given Yu Gi Oh! But it, it's just it's basically a duck, and he's got a sort of cape or scarf kind of thing on. You brought up the art there, and he's wearing a bucket on his head as a helmet. Uh, <laughs> and the description reads Winged Beast. And the flavor text says, a duck which can walk at a sonic speed. Sometimes he cannot deal with his incredible pace and loses control. And that's <laughs> it. He's that's just a it. duck that runs really fast. <laughs> that, that's all you need sometimes in Yu-Gi-Oh! Just a fast-running duck. 
and you you have the game in your hand. That's it. He's just a, a fast fast duck. Um, you know my recommendation for this week. For this week, my recommendation to you. Oh boy, well. This is the problem. You know, like it's just EDF five. Just go play EDF five. I like okay, here's the thing. I don't know what else to throw out there right now. And maybe I don't know. This is something that has I've had enough times with this segment where I've wondered if we should keep doing it the way we've been doing it, because I don't always have things to recommend, but I like having this regular space where you can give cool recommendations. But I feel like I don't have good recommendations quite as regularly as I thought I might have. So maybe we'll see. But at any rate, I, I've said enough about it. Go check out EDF5. It's a lot of big hordes of big monsters, and you get a lot of guns. There's a lot of cool weapons to collect. Four really interesting classes you can play that have a lot of a lot of different stuff you can play with them. A lot of different tools and things you can mess around with to blow up big bugs and giant frog men who look just like us and get it have a good time um that's it that's all i got if if you like one of those games that like it can it can has its serious moments but at the same time it also like doesn't take itself too seriously it has its like nice funny lighthearted moments it that's that's probably the game for you then oh fuck yeah oh fuck yeah and with that, I think it's the end of episode 56. Yes, uh, as always, thank you to our good buddy Zoo, aka Black Rebel, for letting us use his music as our intro and outro music. Check him out SoundCloud, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify, and at least also on Twitter at Blackbird Bell. Uh, we're on Twitter as well, if you didn't know. Balcony underscore banter. Go check them out. Yeah, go say hello to your boys. Um, I'm on Twitter too. Uh, Big the Wizard posts the art. Um, come check it out. I got some weird little creatures. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got some pretty cool designs. You should check it out. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I, I have fun. Um, I've been Bigby, and I've been Bees. And this has been Balcony Banter. Have a good night, folks. See you.